Welcome to the very first episode of The The Spiritual Gaze. Gaze. We are husbands, Brandon and Angel, and that is Noche in the background. And this is our twice-monthly podcast that is dedicated to exploring the wide reaches of spirituality without pretending that it all makes sense. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know how it works. We don't know how things work. We have some ideas, but they could be wrong. (laughs) And this week on The Spiritual Gaze... Uh, Well, we're going to do a deep dive uh, toward the end of the show about Jupiter's transit through Scorpio. A juicy, juicy deep dive. Yeah, she's here to... She's here to force us through the change. And every other episode, we'll alternate between a deep dive on a subject and a conversation with spiritual peeps in our lives and those that we would like to bring into our lives. Yeah, exactly. We'll want to have discussions with people about sort of what their spiritual practice is, how spirituality affects their lives, their careers, relationships, etc. All the kinds of stuff that we'll be talking about amongst ourselves. Exactly. So welcome. Yeah, we should probably introduce ourselves. Yes, (laughs) we should. Do you want to introduce me and I'll introduce you? Yeah, that sounds good. So I'll go first. Uh, My husband, Angel Richard Lopez, is a very talented producer and writer and director. That's what he does mostly by day and by night and weekends. He is an incredibly inspired astrologer and a tarot reader and just general intuitive full of spiritual wisdom that's my boo that's sweet honey thank you yeah um i'll take that take it that's true and uh brandon alter is uh i mean he's a healing practitioner of many sorts he is a phenomenal yoga instructor he also teaches pilates in a from a soul-centered perspective he is an amazing tarot reader He is a shamanic practitioner who leads healing drum journey circles for people. He uh, is then also an actor and a writer, a singer, and the alter ego of Brandonna Summer, who actually exists in the world. International woman of mystery. Yes. Heart-centered life coach to wayward teenage girls. Yes. Branding empire. That's her. You'll all meet her, I'm sure, at some point. Yeah, we'll have a conversation with her. She'll come on the show. Yes. She's here right now. Oh, shit. And now she's gone. Well, her wigs are here. They are. We do this podcast from our spirit room. It's the second bedroom in our little bungalow where Angel and I both do our healing work. Angel gives his astrology readings out of this room, and I do energy healing and all sorts of other witchy things in this room. (laughs) And on one wall, the north wall, is our main altar table. And then on the other wall, the south wall, is where all of Brandonna's wigs hang out. Yes, exactly. She kind of watches over the fire shrine. Yes, it's the drag altar. It's the drag altar. <laughs> that makes sense for the fire shrine. Yeah. Um, so what's going on? What is going on? This is our check-in moment where we just check in with each other. <laughs> I haven't seen Angel all day. He's been at work. So yeah. he just finished a reading and we just got this podcast going. So yeah, I mean, honey. we're not going to bore you with the minutia of our lives. Um, what is going Unless on? Unless it gets really dramatic. I'm definitely struggling a little bit. Oh. Just to be honest. Do tell. Gemini season is hard for me as an air sign. I get really in my head about it. And yeah. I'm definitely feeling the desire for forward movement but there's a lot of resistance there on monday night i did a little full moon ritual where i asked to be shown the truth about some things in my life and the main thing that i was asking truth about was this idea that i feel stuck and the information that i got was that i'm stuck because i want to be stuck Mm. if i didn't want to be stuck i wouldn't be stuck so obviously this idea of stuck is giving me something So I need to look at what that is. Mm -hmm. And what I realized was I really feel like I have one more step before I kind of cross this threshold into my bigger, better life, into owning myself completely, into stepping into my authority. But I'm still a little scared to do that. It still feels like very vulnerable and a little unknown. And so stuck is keeping me safe. It's like keeping me safe in this liminal space before I have to like claim Mm-hmm. my destiny wait what's this final step you have to take or is that personal 
I don't think it's a tangible step. It feels oh. like an energetic. It feels like I've been circling around this thing for a while now, and I keep getting closer and closer. Mm-hmm. And I always know in my own practice in life that resistance shows up the strongest right before something that's almost like faded. It's like there's resistance that keeps you from your destiny. And I just am feeling that resistance so strongly right now. And so mm-hmm. I'm assuming that that must be because there's this like final step, this like real claiming mm-hmm. of myself in mm-hmm. a larger way that I'm a little scared to do. Cause I think once you move into that sphere, once you put yourself out there, you can't go back. And right. so I think I'm enjoying this space of stuck right now because it's, it's still allowing me like some time before I have to like make this big final commitment to myself and to like yeah. soul contracts and purpose and, so I'm just observing a lot of old stories and I'm just observing myself dealing with all this resistance. Mm-hmm. That's that's what's up with well, me. Good for you though. Yeah. That's like not an easy thing to admit to or face. Yeah. It's definitely not a popular teaching. You're not stuck. <laughs> You're choosing to be stuck. But I think it's pretty profound. Yeah, I definitely think so. I think a lot of people choose to be stuck yeah. Even when they don't realize that that's what they're doing. Well, and it's easy too, right? Because when you're like, I'm stuck, like you don't have to take responsibility and you don't know why you're stuck. It's mm-hmm. like this, it's like you've been lampooned in this, in this mysterious place and you don't know when you'll be taken out of that place. But it's like, yeah. actually, girl, you're stuck because you chose to be stuck and because you continue to do things that are keeping you stuck. And when you're ready to not be stuck anymore, you'll stop doing sticky things. Noche fully agrees with you. Right, boo? <laughs> I love it. Noche barks on the truth. He's a grouch. What's up with you, babe? <laughs> um, what's up with me? Um, honestly, like really trying to get out of my own way, I think right now is where I'm at. Like a lot of forward motion I feel like wants to happen. And I feel um compelled to make some changes in my life. Um you know, even like, you know, on on many scales, I should say, or in many different places in my life, I'm trying to do that or I'm being compelled to. I mean, as an example, you know, like I keep bringing up this whole thing of like, you know, I, maybe I'm supposed to just like quit drinking altogether. And I feel like it just keeps coming back up for me. Um And just because I think it will help clear my system and I feel like that's something that's important for me as I move into this next phase or at least like not do it on a weekly basis, (laughs) you know, but so it's even just things that are that tangible that I'm feeling like, Oh, I have to just do those things so I can get out of my way. You know, like those are like the things that are like stand, like putting me in front of my own path, you know? So I guess on some level too, like similar to your thing about like being stuck, you know, like yeah. I'm sort of perpetuating certain old habits for the sake of like just sticking to what I know. Um, but I just feel like my life is like really trying to get some forward motion momentum going. And so I really am trying to do everything I can to just like get out of its way. You know what you could do that could be fun? Just Mm. a way to reframe it? Yeah. Is you could sacrifice drinking. Like make it a sacrifice to the creative muses. Sacrifice. Like I'm going to sacrifice drinking for the next three months Mm -hmm. in exchange to work more deeply and profoundly with my creative goddesses so that I can be outputting more material. All right. Because I really believe in exchange. So if you give something up, also, we're working with Neptune, like give up the low vibration Neptune so that you can have the high vibration Neptune. Yes, which is probably might go be going over some people's heads, but we'll talk about that. Yeah, just real briefly, Neptune being the planet of like dreams and substances mm. and just imagine this like... How we connect to like our subconscious. Our subconscious, yeah, it's like a fogged in sort of planet. So on one level, you can connect with your subconscious with poetry and writing and creativity mm-hmm. in any form of spirituality spirituality and then you can also what i call low vibration neptune which is where you're just like chain smoking joints and drinking lots of dirty martinis and kind of checking out from 
from the truth of your subconscious. Yeah. High frequency meditation, low frequency stoned. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> Both are fun. <laughs> this is a judgment free zone. The yeah. Spiritual gaze. The Both spiritual gaze does yeah. not include judgment, but. No. But that's just my personal journey. Yeah. I think that's a lot of people's journey. Do I pick up a pen or do I pick up whatever it is? You know, do I pick up a drink? Do I pick up a smoke? Yeah. And some people, yeah, and it ultimately becomes about balance for yourself, you know? So I think, you know, everyone needs to have some sort of thing that helps, like, melt the day away every now and then. Um, but that could be, like, a naked dance party. It could be a naked dance party. It could be um, the Real Housewives. Yes, which should segue us really beautifully <laughs> into our housewives moment yes. or our reality our TV dose moment. of reality because we figure like to keep things real which is what we're intent on doing here we talk about spiritual shit but we also talk about some real hot trash yeah. like below deck mediterranean yes which is some somehow my husband's favorite reality show yeah it is he like shrieks like a small child i do when it comes on it's so good it's so bad but it's so good do you want to explain for the people since most of them probably don't watch this show. they probably have more taste than i do actually i have tremendous taste but for some reason this just like this snuck through the chain link fence of my taste uh so below deck mediterranean is about the yachties that work on a luxury super yacht uh, this season it's in, uh, Italy. Italy. Yeah. Off the coast of like Capri and Naples. Uh, and the captain of this ship is Captain Sandy, who is a fierce badass. She is a lesbian. She yeah. is one of like the only female luxury yacht captains, which is like kind of crazy that there's not a lot of female yeah. captains. That's like 2018, but what do you do? And she's just like really good at her job and she's a good boss and she is going to be on this show at some point i mean that's our dream yeah i think she's la based <laughs> anyway so we watched that they're back and it's actually kind of not a great season because they're retreading and the cast isn't great but no and they're all just like real hot messes they're all just like white 20 somethings that want to get drunk and don't know how to do any self-inquiry but that also makes it kind of fun yeah i wasn't aware that you couldn't hire a person of color to work on a yacht you can oh you can yes so they just chose they've just to. chosen oh, okay. for every season to never Got hire a person it. of color oh okay that's yeah. interesting but there's some diversity <laughs> i mean hannah's australian has divest oh here we go angel does not like my australian accent i it's not that i don't like it i just find it amusing it's so amusing. It's not bad. It's kind of bad. It's my Australian accent. It's gorgeous. He only uses it because he can't actually watch The Real Housewives of Melbourne, which used, was on Bravo for one season, and it hooked us desperately. Oh, so deep. And then we were somehow able to find another season online. But now they've made it, it unwatchable. Yeah, you have to live in Australia. Yeah, but there are four seasons in Australia. It's like a dealer. Like, they gave us our first taste. Mm -hmm. and, and then they basically were like, now if you want to watch the rest, you're going to have to move. move to Australia. Yeah, or be a thief. And no. And we're not thieves. I know, you can't even... You can't even thief it no you could no i went on ebay you can buy dvds <laughs> but they're not approved for zone 10 which is america which means you would buy it and try to play it in your america dvd player and it wouldn't play yeah but no i'm talking about like dark web shit oh yeah we don't know how to do that yeah. we need like a millennial to do that for us yeah so i'm um, that's what i'm saying so we if there are any millennials do. out there that would love to help us get no, access to the don't. real housewives of melbourne don't i'm trying to go high frequency I think The Real Housewives of Melbourne is pretty high frequency. It is a little more high frequency. Though I will say, the, and we're not going to talk about this forever, but The Real Housewives of New York City have been pretty high frequency this season. They are really bringing it in a juicy fashion, and I am here for all of it. I mean, when Bethany flat out called Dorinda a drunk, that was pretty high frequency. Yeah, and now Bethany and Carol are going at it. I feel like Ramona's about to get involved. I mean, we're recording this right before the new episode has aired. So, yeah, so we don't know what's going to happen this, tonight. Yeah, it will have happened. We will like be on the other side of this. But I'm really feeling the rift between these very rich white women, and I am, f I am here for all of it. I would I'm say, present. just to help us create a cute little segue, that there's something very Jupiter and Scorpio about what's happening in New York City. It seems like an expansion of like darkness and intensity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, Bethany has like a very Scorpio-esque 
quality to her. She's like very intense. She goes yes. really deep, really fast. I don't know. I'm not saying she is a Scorpio. I don't know. But she has that quality to her. For sure. I and agree. with her being like the center of a big fight this season, because usually like she kind of stays on the outside. She like doesn't get too involved. She likes to keep her image clean. Mm-hmm. But this season she's allowing herself or it's out of her control, but she's being blown up a little bit. Yeah. She's sort of being forced out. Which is what Jupiter does, right? It expands things. It blows things up. Yeah, for sure. So. And then you sort of have, yeah, I, I almost feel like it amplifies so yeah you know it amplifies all the really great things but if you're not fully present to all of the great things inside you it's only going to amplify things in a like dark dirty way yeah so it's interesting and scorpio rules shadow as well wouldn't you say Mm -hmm. like shadow work shadow selves yeah so it's interesting to think about that being expanded and if you own your shadow, like if you own your darkness, then to have that be expanded might empower you. Like it gives you the ability to what I call shine your darkness mm-hmm. and claim it. Yeah, yeah. But if those things are still in the shame closet, if those things are even still hidden from you, then to have those things be expanded could be terrifying. For sure. Because you're like, oh my God, what are all these weird desires? I feel like a freak. Like what what is awakening inside me? It's almost like the Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde situation. Yeah, I think it can have that element to it for sure. Well, so should we, should we just dive? Yeah, I guess we've just in? yeah. So, <laughs> welcome to this week's deep, deep dive. dive. Uh, yeah, so we wanted to talk about Jupiter and Scorpio. You know, it's um, you know Jupiter transits through uh, a planet, or sorry, Jupiter uh, transits through a sign uh, about every year ish. Um, it's like t- you know. 12 to 13 months um and so jupiter which as brandon was sort of saying is you know it's the planet that rules you know abundance personal growth um luck but it's also very much tied to knowledge and wisdom because it rules you know jupiter is a sag planet it rules you know the ninth house which is all about education knowledge learning um so, you know, when Jupiter's like moving through an area, it's very much like pushing us to try and expand on some level, expand our knowledge around this area of our lives. And I guess just to give like a quick sort of like astrology 101 for people who don't know, and this is our first podcast. So, you know, as we continue to talk about things, if you continue to listen, you will start to get more of an understanding. But, you know, quickly for people who don't know, you know, there are like 12 signs that you probably all know you're one of them but there are also 12 houses in astrology and each of the 12 houses represents a different area of our lives and when we're born the planet jupiter is situated in one of these houses um and in one of these signs and in one of these signs so you can be born with jupiter and scorpio in the first house and that means something different to whether you know uh, to uh, if you're born with jupiter in taurus in the eighth house or even if you're born with jupiter in taurus in the seventh house yeah or if you're born with jupiter and taurus in the first house yeah so it's all very unique and interesting and obviously that's why astrology i think is really a fascinating tool for self-awareness and discovery because when you sort of add that up with everything else that's going on it gives you a really sort of bold brilliant picture of yourself but so here's our first spiritual gaze pro tip which is you know your sun sign yes figure out your moon and your rising Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you can do this really easily you just need to know your place of birth your date of birth and then your time of birth yeah which is actually kind of important so call your mom it's been a minute yeah say hey mom what time was i born yeah and i know that that's not the easiest part for everyone um if you really can't find your time of birth email us or send us a direct message and we can give you some creative ways to maybe yeah figure that out Mm -hmm. but for those of you that have those three pieces of information just go on astro.com or cafe astrology or literally just google like birth chart and if you put those things in it'll give you not just your sun sign which you probably already know but your moon sign which is very important and your rising sign which Mm -hmm. is very important yeah 
but then we'll also give you all of these other placements as well. So it'll be good for you to do and then listen to this because we will talk about sort of if you have Jupiter and the houses. Yeah. Um, and you'll know what house is in because it says like yes. the houses are just one through 12. So you'll be able to look on your chart and you'll see, oh, so here's Scorpio. It's a little M with like an arrow and like a stinger. It kind of looks like if the letter M were a scorpion, that would be <laughs> the sign for Scorpio. Yes. And you'll see a number that connects to that sign. So that'll be the house. Yeah. And it'll be a number one through 12. Yeah. All right. So there you go. But anyhow, so so yeah, so Jupiter again, luck, abundance, personal growth. Um, so moving, it moved into the sign of Scorpio back in October of last year. And Scorpio, as we know them, Brandon was just talking about them, but Scorpios, you know, there is like a real intensity to them. I always say Scorpios are a little bit life or death about everything. Um, you know, they're very much connected to sort of the cycle of death and rebirth, um, you know, but on the surface, they are just usually, yeah, like very passionate about the things that they care about, very sensitive and emotional, um, you know, always make like sort of a good detective to some degree. <laughs> I don't know. Is there other stuff that you yeah, associate? Yeah, they can be very much like a dog with a bone, Scorpio. So they can be very like obsessive or compulsive once they kind of get their teeth sunk into something, it's hard for them to let it go. I find that intensity, like you meet someone with a lot of Scorpio in their chart and you just know there's like a really deep lake inside of them. Like even if for they're sure. fun and kind of frivolous, like you just, you know when someone's got a lot of Scorpio in them because they shine a little bit of that real depth. Yeah. And sometimes that can be a little scary. Well, and you don't want to cross a Scorpio. I always say you cross a Scorpio once, okay, maybe they'll forgive you, but you cross a Scorpio twice, boom, you are dead to them. Yeah, they're probably one of the most dangerous signs to cross. Yeah, you don't want to fuck with a Scorpio. Signs you wouldn't want as your enemy, Scorpio. Scorpio number one, for sure. And then what? I mean, I kind of feel like, yeah, this is a little bit of a tangent, but the first one that came to mind is Virgo. Mm. I don't really want a Virgo enemy. Yeah, you really don't. Because they will fuck you up. They will take time and dedicate themselves to fucking you For up. sure. And there will definitely be some, like, mental manipulation going on. Yeah. I don't know. Do you have another one? I was thinking, I was going to throw my own my own home sign under the bus, but I was going to say Aquarians. You probably don't want to cross an Aquarian because they just will ice you out. That's interesting. I guess I never thought of Aquarians as icy. Oh, yeah. I feel like Aquarians have that reputation. Oh, okay. Being icy and aloof. A little like like being like scientists. Like yeah, they're weirdos, so. but they're also scientists. Yeah. Yeah, like, I guess I don't really have any like icy Aquarians in my life. That's true. I'm a very wet Aquarian. I'm not yeah. very icy. Yeah. But I guess I would have, but I would say Capricorn. Mm. Yeah. You don't want a Capricorn enemy. <laughs> but anyhow. We've, <laughs> we totally went on a tangent. Um, back to the deep dive. So Jupiter and Scorpio, again, when it happened in October, and is very much about us sort of, you know, connecting deeply to the change that wants to appear in our lives. Hmm. So, you know, because Scorpio, again, it's connected to death and rebirth, transformation. So whenever, you know, a planet moves into that space, it's very much about, all right, how do we need to evolve? So to have Jupiter connected with that energy is all about there is a good, positive, forward-moving shift transformation that wants to come for you in whatever area of your life that it's it's happening in but you have to be open and willing to receive it and be present for it and kind of similar i think you know on point with what you were saying earlier about you know it will amplify the deep dark business as well i think you know if jupiter is coming into an area of your life that maybe you don't necessarily want to pay attention to and is suddenly blowing all of the air in the room that direction, then you're going to have to like deal with some business. Ultimately, there's, a, I think, probably a fantastic reward for you at the end of it if you can actually like face the music and deal. But yeah. you're still going to have to do that. It's like Scorpio is the sign of monsters in the closet and, you know, 
skeletons and <laughs> and then you've got Jupiter, this like big bright benefic that's like bringing all this light to these ordinarily dark places. Mm-hmm. So that's exciting because you're able to finally see every bone that's hiding in your closet. So at least like there's no more that's outside of your view. Mm-hmm. So like that's a good thing. And also like you're bringing light into something that's dark. So maybe it's not as scary as you thought, you know, like sometimes you're like, oh my God, that's so scary. And then like you turn the light and you're like, oh, that's just like a wig. You yeah. know, you're like, that's not a person. <laughs> well, that's that would just, happen in this, our house. Yeah, that would happen. You're like, who's that? Oh, it's just a Brandon wig. Um, mm. But yeah, I think that's part of it too, is like the bringing light into places that are usually dark or yeah. stirring up, you know, like a muddy pond and all this stuff kind of comes up. Yeah, but then it just becomes an opportunity for you to clean it. Yeah. You know, and like, oh, oh, that was in there? Oh, I don't yeah. want that in there, you know? So I think really it's like, you know, this opportunity right now, and again, it started last October, but I think, you know, from that point, everyone was starting to feel this sense of like, oh, this is affecting me in a deeper way than I realized, whether oh. it be work, relationship, you know, your own sense of communication style you know your family your home you know that whatever area again jupiter was transiting through or is transiting through it sort of starts to like poke at you a little bit like boo it's time to like shift here like this is not working but jupiter you know with that abundant positive jupiter energy it's like but look you could do this and you could do that and you could expand in this direction and you could expand it in that direction you know so it's like opening up all these doors but then we're still the person you know the same person walking into the room so we're coming with all of our insecurities and fears and whatever having to be like really is that possible i don't know if i'm ready to like take that shift on so you know, the reason I really wanted to bring it up is because we are sort of like really at the, and we're almost like past the midpoint now, but, you know, we are in like the retrograde portion of this transit. So that's, you know, when things go retrograde and we've all heard that term primarily used around Mercury retrograde and everyone freaks out. It's like, oh my God, memes. Um, But like, you know, I think the idea is that, you know, it's really just about oh, slow it down, like, put the brake, like, let's pause and, like, take a look around, you know, and, like, what's working, what's not working. So up until March, we were all like, oh, okay, you know, like, some changes, I could shake that up. Oh, I'm feeling better in this. But now, like, between March and really up through um, the beginning of July, so we really have, like, another month of the retrograde energy, it's an opportunity for us to be like, oh, am I really like welcoming in this transformation in in the way that it's really going to help me move forward and welcome more abundance into my life? Or am I fighting a tooth and nail? Or am I stuck? Yeah, totally. <laughs> oh, that's so interesting, too, that I would be feeling that way in the retrograde moment. Mm-hmm. Because just, again, to be clear, a retrograde is when a planet appears as though it's moving backwards in the sky, even though planets never move backwards, actually. Yeah. They only appear to, which I think is good to remember, because in our own lives, it can seem like things are regressing. Mm-hmm. But I, I subscribe to the belief that there is no such thing as moving backwards. There's only forwards. It just sometimes appears as though or feels as though you're moving backwards. Right just because that's an opportunity to heal things in the past so that you can move forwards more ferociously, more aligned. Yeah. Which is what this retrograde's about. Like, have mm-hmm. you been expanding in places that maybe you're not being called to expand in? Yeah, are you really paying attention to where the expansion wants to happen? Would you would you say that it's possible to look at the Me Too movement through a Jupiter and Scorpio lens? Because it seems like that kind of lines up with the timing. Yeah, definitely. And then it's interesting, like just the arrests that recently happened and how it's mm -hmm. continuing to just like that movement isn't a year old yet. It is about like bringing darkness into the light in a lot of ways. And something we haven't mentioned with Scorpio is sex. Mm -hmm. It's like it's the I mean, Scorpio is the most I would say sexually. It's the sign that rules over sex because that's part of the death rebirth process. So there's like a real sexuality that wants to be acknowledged with Jupiter and Scorpio. 
Well, and yeah, and Jupiter is like asking us as a collective to transform our relationship to it. Mm. You know, like it's we have to evolve in the way that we deal with those areas of our lives. So I think that's a huge piece of yeah, it. Yeah, it's so interesting. It's like a what's the Janelle Monet lyric? Like hmm. everything in life is sex except sex, which is power, mm. which is it's really profound. Yeah. Because everything in life is about sex in a lot of ways. For sure. Except we see in the Me Too movement how that was really about power. Yes. Definitely. And now it's like an opportunity to like reclaim it. Yeah. I haven't listened to that whole album today. So I'm, oh. <laughs> I'm really feeling the vibe of oh, Janelle Monae's Dirty Computer. <laughs> well, I'm so glad you're freaking out about it. Yeah, I really am. It's so good. <laughs> it is really good. Um. But yeah, so I think that that's kind of like the big thing that we can be, you know, it's, it's, it is a big thing that we can be paying attention to in our lives. Like where are we being called to, you know, shift ourselves and, you know, an interesting way to look at it is, you know, because astrology is tied into cycles, um, you know, again, this happens every 12 to 13 years that Jupiter has gone through Scorpio. So, you know, you then look at um we're here at 2018 2019 as this is happening but you can then say all right well what happened for you in like oh five oh six that was the last time jupiter is the last in... time jupiter went through scorpio um so are you pondering i am <laughs> so it's interesting for me I will say that, you know, Jupiter, when Jupiter goes through this, my sixth house, it's, or when Jupiter is going through Scorpio, it's going through my sixth house, which is all about day-to-day routine, my work life, health, fitness, hence, ha, what did I talk about earlier? Like, I need to manage my relationship with alcohol. So, you know, it's interesting that Jupiter's here like, hey, you want to expand in a more optimistic, positive way? Like, get your health right. Like, get your fitness on like you know low frequency is i'm eating cookies every night high frequency is i'm like taking care of myself i'm going to the gym every morning um which i'm trying to do you're doing really good yeah i'm like gymming i have i'm back on my gym cycle the retrograde has been good to me um but um but that's like a big part of it is that it has a lot to do with you know shifting my work routine and and really just making myself sort of more like available to you know the transformation that wants to happen with my work and really for me since October I'd say there has been a lot of shifts in my work and my work life and it continues to evolve and I keep trying to just like step forward into it and I'm about to go into production on a movie which is definitely going to (laughs) evolve my daily routine in a major way and it's going to push me to say all right you want to do this in like the healthiest possible way that you've ever done before like all right let's let's set you up for that so i feel like my life is really trying to like give me a lot of good you know habits so that i will be as best prepared for that and then it's interesting for me to think back to the last time this happened for me I totally shifted over from working in marketing to working in script development and also started my first writer's group here in LA, which is really where I got to like be friends with the person I'm going to make a movie with. So, you know, this year. So it's like really interesting how it plays. And then you can even go back into like 1993-94, which is also the same energy, which is when I like ever for first wrote a play that was produced in high school so it's like interesting and then i and i got in a the involved in theater in like a real major way at my high school and that became like my daily life which then led me to major in theater which has led me through this whole path but you can so, see how with it in the sixth house you're really being encouraged to be making writing a hundred percent a daily process that is true because that's the through line from the last three times it's gone through the first play you wrote, the first writer's group you start, and the first time you claimed yourself as a professional writer. Yeah. And what am I doing this weekend? Writer's retreat. I'm having my own personal writer's retreat. Are you going to stay here or are you going to go out of town? I think I'm going to stay here and save the money 
but I'm going to do it in a really purposeful way. That sounds good, honey. Yeah. And so I was just going to say for everyone out there, once you find out what house your Scorpio resides in, then if your Scorpio resides in the sixth house, you might be able to find some medicine, what Angel was just talking about in terms of the house of day-to-day routine. And I thought it might be fun if we just really briefly went through all 12 houses and just like said a few words about what Jupiter and Scorpio might evoke in that house. So let's just talk about the seventh house. What would you... I think that's, I mean, well, seventh house is expansion through relationships. Particularly like one-on-one relationships. Yeah. And not necessarily romantic ones though. So it could be like a teacher student relationship. It could be best friends. It could be, but it's like the one-on-one relationships. Yeah. But I think it's the more intimate ones. I wouldn't necessarily, I wouldn't necessarily categorize like a teacher student in there because it is really about like, let's get deep and intimate with each other. Unless I guess you have that kind of relationship with your teacher. I mean, some teachers. I mean, I'm not talking about like your college <laughs> yeah, yeah, professor. Yeah. No, you're not like you having like with. a hot for teacher moment. <laughs> no, but I mean like if you have a spiritual teacher. For or sure. No, I think that's interesting. A teacher, you know, of yoga or tarot that really is part of your development. That could be. Yeah, sure. I think that's interesting. A yeah. seventh house expansion. Yeah, but I think we're, yeah, I think it's, yeah, because it's ultimately just about like, how do I transform myself through these relationships through the through the important relationships in my life and that will certainly mean letting go of some that maybe aren't helping you move forward in like the personal growth path that you're on yeah letting go of your party friends for sure that can definitely happen it's always so hard (laughs) but so meaningful and then you look at those photos and you're like oh god we were drunk and stupid yeah real stupid we were having fun Eh, yes all right so eighth house jupiter and scorpio in the eighth house jupiter and scorpio in the eighth house is like i am like evolving my relationship to like how i change how i evolve i mean there's you know so it's like really dialing into like your fear on i'm gonna be okay with the change that wants to like come forward um but then it's also like sex and death. It's the Scorpio house. So not necessarily like expansion through death per se, but I think there is a sexuality element there, like getting in touch with your sexuality, wanting to sort of grow through your connection with your, you know, through your sexual self, welcoming in that kind of energy, transforming through sex. You could really be getting it. Well, sex is also. Way. A little death, right? Like the orgasm is called a little death. Sometimes. So that's part of that transformation. Um, yeah. I have I have Jupiter and Scorpio in the eighth, which is why Angel is talking directly to me. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Um, in the ninth house? Well, Jupiter in the ninth house, I mean, that's knowledge, growth, that's its home. So I always feel like if Jupiter is like Scorpio in the ninth house, like you're doing your own deep dive into something you probably philosophical studying. yeah or... some and just something new that you want to learn you know or something you know if you already have a career you know but you might be like i've always wanted to like go back to school and like get my master you know it's like you really want to like evolve it in a like more meaningful in a soul-centered way, way. yeah exactly um what about jupiter and scorpio in the 10th well that's like is my career, you know, the career I want for myself? You know, like if Jupiter's going through Scorpio in your 10th house, this, you know, and and I don't want to get like too Saturn-y because Saturn like makes it feel like you have to make a change. But I think Jupiter is like, you know, level up. Upgrade. You know? Yeah, like let's upgrade. Let's like expand the big, the picture of your career. Totally. So I think lots of like luck around your career, forward momentum, you know, like you have to go from being like the employee to the boss. Mm. Jupiter and Scorpio in the 11th. Jupiter and Scorpio in the 11th. I feel like you're transforming through your connection you know, I always say like 11th is like the world at large, you know? So on some level, like I would feel like a Jupiter and Scorpio in that house, you know, pushes you to connect with like, 
the humanitarian in you like let me see myself outside of my little box you know Mm. my little world and like what's the bigger world you're also just going to become like super popular with people because it's like friends you know so you're going to be invited to a lot of things would you say that jupiter is expansion but also possibly acceleration like could we look at jupiter and scorpio's accelerated transformation um sure because there's like a mars element to it because mars rules scorpio Mm. so yeah i think you could definitely find yourself like leveling up at an accelerated pace Mm -hmm. i sometimes feel like again we are the very things that stop our progress from happening quickly because we have the unconscious or subconscious belief like oh well anything important takes a lot of time when sometimes it doesn't it can just happen so yeah no i know it's like i was having a conversation with someone last night and i was like oh but that i was like that i that you know we're talking about an idea i had and i was like but it just seems like it could be so hard and he was like or it could be really easy yeah (laughs) i was like my friend danielle she she's an incredible healer and she talks about how she's on the unlimited upgrade plan with the universe she's like yeah i work for the universe and as a result the universe has got me on the unlimited upgrade plan all right girl yeah get it all right, speaking of, is Jupiter and Scorpio in the 12th house? I mean, double down on the spirituality there. Yeah. Like, open yourself up to a meditation practice and you are like boot on the mountaintop. Or recognize that you are a channel or an oracle and you're going to have your first book of teachings before the end of the year. Yeah, I like that. I think it's, yeah, I mean, it. that one kind of almost like connects to anything else you're doing. You know, it's like as long as you can like get into like a clear-headed meditative space around your other stuff like it's gonna only help propel you know everything else in your life forward so i think that one's like a really unique interesting one if you have jupiter and scorpio in the 12th house reach out to us we're curious to know what you've been going through recently for sure all right jupiter and scorpio in the first house uh well you have to be careful not to gain any weight oh really jupiter in that first house yeah she will put it on i mean she does that in the sixth house as well just fyi i can speak from personal experience jupiter in the first or the sixth. i don't know what you're talking about (laughs) um but yeah jupiter in the first house she can do that a little bit she puts it on because she wants you to expand you know the first house is all about how you come out in the world you know how How you're perceived in the world so she's like let's get expansive yeah so that's low frequency you're like that's when you're eating the cookies you know but high frequency is like i am like expanding my personality out into the world i'm letting you see me more like i'm posting more selfies and i don't give a fuck or when you walk into the room you just like you own the room you let your you let your energy expand out. Yeah, you let it out. You have to transform into like sort of the badass version of yourself, the mm. Scorpio version of yourself. The James Dean. The James Dean, the Angelina Jolie. Mm. Uh, Jupiter and Scorpio in the second house. Um, I mean, on one hand, it transforms your relationship with money. Mm. And there's opportunity to have a little bit of a better relationship with money just have more money flowing in but it's really like comes down to like let's transform our relationship with our own self-worth self-value you know what is your value so you know jupiter in the second house is a great time to be like you know what i'm gonna ask for that raise because i deserve it yeah you know like it's that kind of energy transforming the blockages to your own worth yeah for sure. And, you know, and I just mentioned Scorpio is ruled by Mars, but it's also a Pluto connection. And Pluto to me is all about like deep interpersonal power. So, you know, to have Jupiter going through Scorpio, we're all being pushed to transform into like the more sort of like the, the version of us who owns our personal power more. Who doesn't suffer small talk lightly. Mm-hmm. It's like, let's talk about the real. Yeah, girl. I don't want to talk about like, even with what this love in my hand in this fancy outfit. We're going to talk about the real. Yeah. Um, so Jupiter through the third, it's all communication. So it's changing the way that you communicate and really also like the way you think about yourself. 
you know, the thoughts that go through your head. Like, let's ex- let's get optimistic, mm. you know? Like, let's start thinking good thoughts. Yeah, let's start thinking good thoughts and, like, you know, you know, like, a, you know, about our power and coming from that place of power. Um, but it's also, like, let me sort of get out and communicate in the world in a deeper way. Mm. That's profound. Jupiter in Scorpio in the... Fifth. Fourth. In the fourth. Fourth is home and family. So sort of on the surface, like, yay, you can move into like a nicer place, one that you deserve, um, you know, or you may, you know, want to sort of create expansion in your home. You might just want to like change your home and let it reflect more of the person you are now as opposed to the person you were six years ago when you put the furniture into it. You know, so I think it's like a little bit about like, what's your environment? Does your environment need to shift? And it's also about family. So it's also maybe a great time to heal relationships in your family that have kept you sort of in your old version of yourself. You know, whether that's I, we have to sit down and have a conversation or I have to put up better boundaries around you and have less conversation. At least that's how I would look at it. No, it's beautiful. And then fifth house is creativity. And that I actually just, um, as Brandon mentioned, I had a client earlier and he had Jupiter going through his fifth house and we were talking about it. And it's just very much about like balls to the wall, creative energy, like whatever that sort of takes, whatever form that takes for you, like, you know, just plunge into the depths of your creative power and whatever you want to make, don't question it, like let it come. Um, and I feel like I would also say like Jupiter and Scorpio is like in the fifth house is like baby time too. Oh, if that's like on your agenda. Fertility. Yeah. I feel like expansion and growth through giving birth to new, people. new things. New yeah. Things. The new people, new people. That's cool. Fourth house is kind of that too, I guess. Like you're expanding your home. But fifth house, I feel, is like you're expanding to bring a child into the world. Yeah. Fourth house feels like you're tending what's there. Fifth house feels like you're bringing in something new. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Cool. So yeah, that's like a bit of on the surface of what it is. But yeah, I think it's like really a fun thing for you to go and check out what your Jupiter is, where it is, and then kind of play with, okay, well, this is where I'm at right now. Yeah. How does that relate to where I was in 05, 06 or 93, 94? You know, like, I think it's interesting for us to look. And that again is what astrology does so well. It's like, it lets us look at the cycles of our lives and see, oh, I'm in that, I'm in that window again. Like, you know, is there, a, you know, do I need to go through it differently? Do I need to go through it this time at all? You know, or do I need to stay, you know, how do I need to approach it this time? Yeah. And that's how astrology is really an empowering tool that's so much more than just your sun sign. So ideally, we'll give you these like little spiritual gaze tips. And this helps you kind of level up your own spiritual practice or just your own means of like searching for insight in some of these practices. Like it's not hard. You can just put it in Google, but all of a sudden like to be like, Oh fuck, like I have Jupiter in this house, in this sign. And all of a sudden like that's an aha moment for you and didn't cost you anything. Yeah. And it's like, this is how it affects me. And it also helps you like move through the next six months of your life. Oh, and I have another tip too, that I got from the moon, a spiritual gaze tip of the moon on Monday night. (laughs) And when you spoke, you saw the moon today? No. Did you guys have lunch? We hung out when she was full on Monday night (laughs) when I was sitting out there under her and it was super foggy and she only peeked out for a moment or two. And she communicated to me, she said, only the basics need to see me to feel me. And I was like, oh, that's so true. So I just share that little tip with you. Just because you can't see the moon doesn't mean you can't feel her. Don't be basic. (laughs) That's brilliant. Do you have anything else you want to say about Jupiter and Scorpio before we bring this, this first podcast in for a landing? I mean, look, Jupiter and Scorpio is a beautiful time because it is just literally an opportunity to change your life in a meaningful way and know that you have luck on your side, that abundance is there for you. That is, you know, obviously something that we should 
really understand in our lives always. And truth be told, luck is always in, uh, available to us and abundance is always available to us. But it's here to like help shift us in a real way and actually like enact change in our lives. Um, so take the opportunity to like work with it, understand it. You know, again, like, you know, we talk about all these things, but we don't entirely know how it all works. <laughs> but, you know, we know through our own experiences of our lives, you know, we've seen it in action. It's all kind of interesting. So if anything, it's just fun to play with. And I think the way we're going to end these shows is I'm going to, I'm going to pull just one card and this is the medicine or the invitation. This is just what to pay attention to until we meet again. So you can probably hear me shuffling these cards up. Just listen to the sound of these cards. So at no matter what time you're listening to this in future time and place, it's okay. This message will still ring true for you. And I am pulling out, oh, it's this one, the emperor. So the emperor is your opportunity to take up space, like what we were talking about. You know, an emperor has no problems stepping into their empire and owning all of it. And there's also an invitation with the emperor to just kind of own your sovereignty. Like you, whoever you are listening to this, you are a sovereign being which means that your life is your empire and you can do with it what you will. And it's time that you reclaim your power from the places that you so easily relinquished it. Call all of yourself back to you. Call all of your power back to you and decide what is the empire that you are going to build for yourself. Because we are all emperors and we get to choose what that empire is. So that's your uh, that's your invitation until we meet again. Step into your power. That's gorgeous, honey. And um, we'll post a picture of this card on the Instagram, the Spiritual Gaze G A Y Z. And then we also have an email address if you want to email us questions or just things you want us to like do a deep dive on. About. Yeah. If you have something that you like, I've always wanted to know more about numerology. Like, let us know. We can do a deep dive on it. Yeah, and what is our It's the spiritual gaze at gmail.com. Wherever you go, just know we are the spiritual gaze, G A Y Z. <laughs> and this has been your moment in the, the spiritual, spiritual gaze. gaze. We're so excited to be doing this for you with you guys. Love to you all. Thank you for tuning in and we will see you or we'll at least be broadcasting. <laughs> you will hear us. Yeah, you'll hear us in 2 weeks. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.